All right, everybody, welcome back to another installment of the Panther Den podcast, and I'm your host, Cameron. Um, seating arrangements a little weird today. Not gonna lie, J Dub's sitting in my spot, looking over the computer. Yeah. Usually I'm sitting there. Uh, well, Jacob's we, here. We had a lot of trouble with getting it started, so we didn't want to change it up whenever we did. So. Yeah, so it, these guys have been trying to record our JFK Part 2 episode for about three hours now, three and a half hours now, but the computer that we have is uh, kind of shitty. It just now started it working. It just now started so. working. So we had to move around. Uh, Dave cannot be on this episode. He's tired. Uh, he's tired. Um so Russ, Russ is here, and today, hello, we're going to be talking about Russ's job. This is going to be Occupation Nation Part Two, correct? Uh, part Dose. One, yeah, probably one of them. Occupation Nation Part Something. Have we done another one? I think we've just done one. This with, is just we're yeah we've done one with my mother. Now we're doing one with my father. Oh yeah. So all right, Russ, what exactly do you do for a living? I am an electrician. My title is a uh, high voltage electrician. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I mainly do is work in substations at, uh, with voltages 69,000 and above. Nice. Right. Right on. Right on. But I can work on all voltages down below that. Okay. So how, what, quick question, because this just piqued my interest. What's the highest voltage you've ever worked on? 345,000. Okay. Where was that at? Like, in, or uh, was it my at? previous employer? They did have a yard, uh, uh, a switch yard that handled three hundred forty-five thousand, and it uh, knocked it down to one hundred sixty-one thousand, which uh, that's considered a transmission yard. Which mm-hmm. transmission is just uh, a voltage that is available for uh, uh, tapping into for uh, 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 utilities to knock it down to usable voltage mm-hmm. as 480 and below. So 480 and below is what's running into a house. Well, it, a normal voltage for a house is two, 240. 240? Okay. And uh, uh, there's some out there that is just 120, but it's usually 240. Hmm. So... My question, my next question is another just random thought that I just wanted to ask. Um, how absolutely screwed would you be if 345,000 volts went, like, you made contact, like, bad contact with that? Uh, you, you wouldn't even be here. Like, it would just, would it just, like, vaporize you? Pretty much. Wow. Dude, that's honestly pretty metal. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's, it's super, cool until you see yeah, it happen. It's, it's super, like... I don't know. I think yeah. it'd be pretty cool to see a pedophile go that way. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, there that. one second, vaporize the next pile that'd be of like, ash. That'd be like the electric chair but on steroids. Like, if they said the electric chair was not enough, it'd be like 345. Instant cremation. Jada, pull that up. What? How many volts are running through the electric chair? Go. Oh, God. Okay. No, I were waiting on him to do that. Um, so Probably how did you, not that much. So how did you get into this line of work? What, what was that looking like? Well, there's a, there's a few things that uh, got me into this work. It's uh, first thing is I worked in a place that it was a it was a hardware store, mm-hmm. and I worked in the electrical department. And all the stuff that was in that department, I 
I pretty much wanted to know how everything worked. So I, you know, like uh, uh, receptacle switches, just transformers, stuff like that. Well, it, I got to know how to do all of that. But uh, before I actually got into the field, it, it was like five years after I uh, worked at this hardware store. So uh, once I got into the field, it was, uh, uh, I worked in a, uh, at a utility mm-hmm. that had, uh, a bunch of storerooms and each storeroom had a, a particular, uh, uh, thing that they dealt with one with electricity, one with water, one with gas. And I was mainly in the one with electricity and, uh, the, that well, they I, I uh, helped the linemen in in this uh, utility with their uh, what they needed on their trucks. Mm-hmm. So they'd come into the storeroom, they'd come to the counter, ask what they wanted, or I'd ask what they wanted. And uh, is you, this is stuff that no one else cares about? Yeah wires insulators stuff like that this stuff that goes up on the lines up on the poles mm-hmm. so uh i got to know how each of each of these uh, items worked and uh uh once i uh there there was job opportunities in this utility and i had so much knowledge with what i issued these linemen that that helped me get this job nice and uh i tried for several years to get uh it's it's in substations tried for several years to get into this job and they never would take me because of my uh uh, test results Mm -hmm. and finally i just said the heck with it i'm just gonna go ahead and take a bunch of classes because uh, at that time, the utility would pay for any kind of class that's related to your job. Mm-hmm. Well, I was in the uh, storeroom that was in the electrical field. So uh, I took a bunch of electrical courses and math courses. That's a biggie right there. Because that's, that's a lot to do with uh, electricity is there a lot of math involved a lot of math (laughs) yeah (laughs) count me like jada said i'm out man because well i took all these courses and Mm -hmm. pretty much the next time i took the test for a job uh in substations uh i was the uh top on the list i had the high score i was in in fact it was uh i was senior to all the people that took the test nice and uh they could not deny me i bet that i bet that made so you feel pretty good You're it like, did mm. it did because i worked for mm-hmm. it i worked for it and i got this uh job in substations and uh when i got there i had no idea of what to expect and uh i went for six months i had a six month uh, uh Oh, what do they call it? Kind of like a probation period? Yeah. Six-month okay. probation. Mm-hmm. 
And it was up till about the fifth month. I thought I'm going to have to go back to my old job because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was uh, uh, experienced enough to go out into the field. Yeah. But I'd done all this apprenticeship and learned so much that all of this stuff come together and then all it just clicked. I, I know my job now, mm-hmm. you know, it, so I, I got into that and, uh, after, uh, after I, I completed my apprenticeship, I, uh, was automatic. They were so low on, uh, like, uh, uh, foreman Mm -hmm. in this uh department that they automatically offered me the foreman's job really so i took the foreman's job and i was in that for like 12 years and uh 12 to 15 years and then i uh left uh, the utility and went somewhere else and pretty much doing the same job so you're but, still like a foreman slash supervisor? Right now I'm not. Mm. Uh, being a, uh, a, a foreman is uh, a lot of responsibility because you got to take care of uh, the people that work under you. Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody's safe. You got to get all your jobs uh, correlated and... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, emails, text messages... Yeah, and, and and if you got a job coming up, you got to get all the materials ready, and stuff like that. And that's uh, a lot of responsibility. So, I guess my next question would be: What kind of job? Like, what's a typical job? Speaking from the standpoint of a foreman, like your experience and time as a foreman for twelve years, what was a typical run-of-the-mill job looking like? Like, what okay, just, actually just, took place? an everyday job mm-hmm. uh you'd have a, a failure equipment failure mm-hmm. well there's several locations where you uh, uh have equipment to work on if something and this is at substations correct correct okay correct you got uh, uh communications you got uh breakers transformers and these transformers i'm talking about are ones about big as a house mm, okay and uh the breakers they, they're the ones that uh, uh, they feed the lines that go to all the houses. Okay. But uh, if a, a breaker goes down, you got to, you got to get with uh, dispatch and they've got to take it out of service for you to work on it. And in order to do that, they would, uh, uh, the load for uh, that, what is going through that breaker has to be distributed through other breakers. So they would figure that out, and then they would let you take that breaker out of service. Okay, so it's kind of like a. So what I just kind of pictured after you described that, so it's kind of like a, a railroad almost. You've got to redirect that traffic of electricity. Correct away from where you're going to be working so you can take that substation out of service and people aren't out of power well, not the whole substation well that, unless that's it's a c- catastrophic deal yeah you know. okay. but it, if each each breaker uh uh 
can feed a substation or a, a line, mm-hmm. but each line has, you can, you can uh, adapt it to, uh, for different feeds coming from somewhere else. Okay. I see what you mean. So, I but guess- you, but you got to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, so that was dispatch's primary job of feeding you calls and then saying like, Hey, Yes, we need this done, and you go do it, and they will, uh, what they call a switching schedule. You would get on the radio, and you would say, I want to take this breaker out of service, and it's like a, it's it's a, a, a three-point communication, mm-hmm. and uh, you've, you've got paper in front of you. It's a schedule of what needs to be done, one, two, three, four, five, and so does dispatch. Uh, dispatch will say, we're going to do this. You read it back to them what they're going to do, and then they do it. And so, I imagine that has, that safety, you know, they do that for safety it's reasons. It's all safety. Yeah. It's all about safety. Because you don't want to be messing around when it comes to this. No. I mean, I, I know if I, like, look <laughs> at a substation, I'm instantly, like, I don't want to be near that thing. I just, no. me personally, I just, like, I see all the warning signs on there, and I'm like, bro. Well, you, well, like yeah, that's the that's, one that's the one thing you don't want to play with because like i know when we were like in when we were at uh college and we were doing like diesel stuff and even welding like we do all the safety stuff for so long and i'm ne- i mean i'm i'm always safe but i'm never like worried whereas like i and i wouldn't pay but i feel like if i was working in like electricity like hardcore electricity stuff I would definitely be paying attention well, to like the safety. Diesel class is like, oh shit, I dropped the transmission on my hand and now my hand's broke. Oh no. Yeah. But this stuff is like, oh, I touched the wrong wire and I'm fried, bro. I'm disintegrated. Well, disintegrated. And one I'm one gone. thing about it is you can't see electricity. Yeah. You cannot see it. It's all you theory. can see a transmission it, it's basically smashing your theory. Toe. It's basically theory. Yeah. You can't see, see it. That's what's scary about me, I think. Like that's what scares me the most is you just you don't know. You can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't you just, no. I've got yeah, the, the volts for the uh, for the electric chair. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I was reading it, and it's a lot more hardcore than I thought. All right, let's hear so it. It's, so it says between 2,000 to 2,500 volts, but the way they do it, so it says the first jolt is the 2,000 to 2,500. It says this is intended to cause immediate unconsciousness and uh eventual cardiac arrest <laughs> eventual and then eventual cardiac arrest then there's a Jesus. second there's a second less powerful vo- uh jolt that is intended to cause fatal damage to the vital organs oh, so gosh. you get so you get zapped twice you get cooked from the inside out basically yeah and it, jesus i and mean to let you know it's not the voltage that kills you yeah it's the, the amp, it's amp. the current current okay yeah. so you can have a low voltage high current and it'll just fry you. Yeah. Well, so, um, uh, I got one question because there's one thing that I didn't know that one of my teachers said a while back. But in like in uh, regular electrical outlets like that we just have in normal houses in the U.S. are 120 volts. Correct. Isn't that right? Well, in like Europe and everything they use 240 because uh if you touch it it'll blow your hand back for 240 but if you touch a 120 it'll hold on to you more yes don't because it'll like in there because it'll like 
clench your muscles. Right, and that that probably is in in different countries because they all countries the United States is uh, uh, bent on using sixty. What? 60? Well, um, <laughs> it's <laughs> 60 years, days, no. miles per hour, <laughs> kilometers, <laughs> kilometers. No, that uh, nukes. Dang Sorry. Gum, I'm having a, well, it, it's a different frequency. Yeah. 60 hertz. Hertz. Okay. Oh, now you're throwing frequencies out there. Yeah. It, <laughs> and uh, uh, other countries you usually use uh, 50. Mm. which is they can do that it 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 the reason why 60 uh hertz is used is because everything's based on a 360 degree uh platform circuit kind of okay that's like we mentioned the different the difference between europe and here and that's the thing like you see on tiktok and all this all the time the especially uh english like you, uh, people Holy from the UK, breath. yeah, they don't think we can like because they talk about like electric kettles because they drink tea all the I time. They don't kettle. think we can use electric. Like they don't think we have enough power to power that. Do they really think that? They think that all the time. They're like, did you? Oh, bruv, did you know they can't even cook their uh, cook their tea? <laughs> it's like no, like, gas is king. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and then they freak out when you uh, when you use a uh, when you heat up water. In like the microwave or on the stove or something. They heat if you heat up water on the stove in a in a pan, like they get mad at you for that, or they think it's stupid, or that that helps their thinking that we don't have enough power for. Sorry, a, for let a me pot get me thing. electric kettle. Yeah, I just they come up with some crazy stuff. They just say random things about the United States, and it's just straight up not true. Well, they have a different. <laughs> Uh, they don't even have AC in their, they yeah, they, AC in they their use damn houses. Direct current. We use alternative. Yeah, they just drink current. hot tea all the time. That's what keeps them warm. God. I'm talking about keeping cool. They don't oh, have yeah. AC. Well, that's why they burn up Gosh. all the time. You see all the time whenever it's like, like they go like, oh, it's it's 27 degrees Fahrenheit or uh, Celsius. Celsius, and it turns out they're like it's the hottest day in UK history, and it's like 75, <laughs> and they're dying. I'm like, well, maybe because you're in houses built in the 1500s. Yeah, they got and it insulates heat from. They got 40 pictures years of ago. like railroads melting and stuff. I've seen that, and I'm like, that's not real at all, dude. Holy bruv, me railroads melting. <laughs> a trolley, not me, trolley. <laughs> I was gonna take it down to the pitch with the lads. <laughs> all right, what the hell are we even talking about right now? Okay. Like we're bashing on Europe. That's what. Hey, I'm always down to bash on <laughs> Europe, man. Except for Poland. Poland's pretty cool, but that's besides the point. Um, print fart. All right, Russ. <laughs> so now, moving on from your supervisory position, what, what's your, what do you do day to day now? Now that you've left the prior okay. employer. Right now, I just. Uh, we go to uh, uh, outlying areas where we have all kinds of equipment. It's usually uh, around uh, uh, dams and stuff where they generate electricity. And uh, there's breakers and transformers that take it out on the lines. And we have to take those 
breakers and transformers out of service and test them, make sure they're up to snuff. And, uh, uh, if there's anything wrong with them, we have to fix them. And same way with, uh, the, like all the switches and, and lines inside the substation that are hooked to these things. We got to make sure that, uh, everything's up to snuff. Mm, okay. If they're not, we do, we do. We go in we, uh, do a major overhaul if we have to. And if we can't do that, we'll just replace our equipment. Mm. Um, I know you've been doing a lot of traveling. So how's that working out for you? Where, how far out do you guys travel? What's your kind of area of coverage? Well, uh, let's see. The furthest uh, is two and a half hours mm -hmm. drive. And uh, anything over pretty much 50 miles to an hour, uh, we stay uh <clears throat> Stay out there. Stay out. Yeah. Get a room, hotel. And uh, we stay for as uh, long as we, we need to. Oh, really? So it's not like, oh, I'll, we'll be out here a week. It's just however long the job takes. Well, typically. yeah. Yeah. And 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 we it's usually uh, uh, three nights. Three nights. So do you ever get like a get back in on like, say, like a Wednesday night? Mm -hmm. The next day you get a call and you're like, Hey, I got to go out here and stay for a few days. That's and happened. It's kind of ran into the weekend a little That's bit. Happened. Um, so what kind of hours are you logging? Are you logging like 50, 60? Well, right now it's just usually, uh, I work four tens. And yep. the normal is, uh, eight hours, 80 hours every two weeks. Mm -hmm. But, uh, anything over, uh, we get overtime, mm -hmm. anything over, uh, uh, 10 hours a day is overtime. It's not based on your 40 hour week. Okay. Like a lot of jobs are. So it's just kind of as long as you meet the requirements of 40 hours minimum a week. How, okay. I guess my question would be how often do you get overtime? How often do you reach that 40 hours and they're like, Hey, we've got another job. That's pretty pressing. Oh, we'll, we'll probably get, uh, six to 10 hours a month probably okay so that's not bad and, that's not and terrible then, and then every once in a while they'll something will come up it'll take uh, 10 to 20 because i know whenever i mean i was doing something a lot different when i worked on the road but i know it was like we'd get to like a thursday night and mm -hmm. they'd be like hey you know we're behind schedule we got to stay over the weekend and then you just kind of want to suck start a shotgun or something. Cause you're well, like, really? <laughs> I wanted to go well, home. The, the deal line. is when you're in this, this, uh, uh, kind of work, I mean, you, that's part, part of the, uh, job mm -hmm. description is you got to do some overtime. It's, it's required. Yeah. I mean, something yeah. comes up, you gotta, you gotta be there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that, that happens quite a bit. Yeah. Especially like, important stuff like this like electricity like electric yeah electricity like like nobody cares about their damn gas station being built yeah i mean well like you think like if like you're building gas stations not saying that gas stations aren't important but They're there's not. probably already it. a bunch of gas stations around that they can go to there's this thing is and you can't do you can't build the gas station without electricity electricity you're right. you're it's right. kind of like it's kind of like the 
like, cause you mentioned the railroad earlier, kind of equating mm-hmm. it to like what, not necessarily like job wise, but like the, the way currents, it's the yeah. currents and stuff. But that's the things like my dad works in the railroad, 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 and he, uh, but they, they can't like, you can't stop it. Like it has to, like, it has to keep going. It's kind of like trucks. Like, like they have, I mean, you have to get your stuff going and I don't know. It's just, some people don't realize that like, and you said earlier, like you said, uh, I don't can't. You said something about like it's not very, like people don't know what's going into like the power lines and stuff and like. But the thing is, is, this is more like behind the scenes. Yeah, but the thing is, they don't realize that this is literally. They're like our life is so like right now. I have two screens in front of me. We all have. I mean, we're, we have lights on in the house and we have heat and everything. Like they don't realize that their our entire lives have been electricity. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, then they're they don't, so used to it yeah. that they can't do without it. What it's it's just like bastards. it's just like tr- it's just like the truckers. Like they're like they order something off Amazon, and they get their thing the next day. Yeah, they don't realize they, how it gets there. Yeah, they don't. But then they see on the news that truckers are protesting. They're like, "Oh, who cares?" Well, you're you might not yeah. get your you might not get your You'll be a week cat late. toy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. The people that are complaining about that aren't ordering. Well, they might be ordering cat toys, but they're only ordering some cat other toys. kind of toys. They might be ordering <laughs> cat the toys. Ba- <laughs> we gonna bring up the babies again? God. No, God, no. no. Let's bury that one deep. No, no pun intended. God. Okay, oh, no. we're done. We're off of that real fast. Uh, Russ is like, what did I agree to get into here? Uh. So you've been to like where you've been to like where they make turn the coal into power, like yes. the power plant, really. At the power plant. Uh an actual coal powered yeah. Coal fired power plant. Yeah. I know that what you've seen there, like describe how much coal is there. Cause it's okay, like Okay, where I was insane. there was five units. And they were all uh, different, uh, that had different outputs. But they got their power from coal. And the coal uh, pile was over uh, probably 30 acres. Jesus. And yeah. there's there's a hole with the uh, that the coal went into to get to the plant. And they had conveyor belts coming out of that hole. And uh, but this this coal coal pile was probably thirty to forty foot tall and covered twenty acres. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Well, like that's a lot of coal. That's a well, like, like a uh, fuck off amount. And of it's coal. constant trains coming in to offload this coal. I was talking to talk about the trains too, because uh, like again, my dad works on the railroad, and I mean it's. Like those, like if you get caught at a train track and you see that there's, it's not a coal train, you're probably going to get through pretty quick. But the coal trains are like most of the time a mile or more long. Oh yeah, and they're, I mean, they're all full. And I don't know, I wouldn't even begin to know how much just one car holds, but I'm sure it's close to, it's got to be at least ten thousand pounds worth. Oh, way more. Shoot. Way more than that. You're you're talking. Uh, let's well, that's only. I mean, that's what and five that's just, tons. That's way way more. Let, let, let's 
let's think of uh, probably 60 to 80 yards of coal, <clears throat> cubic yards of coal. It's a lot. Per car. God. Yeah. And there's there's probably 100 to 200 cars. That makes me dizzy just thinking about that. Per delivery. Jeez. And they're just rolling in there night and day just... Yeah, Cold. and Santa's Pretty just much. giving this away to bad kids. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. that's a valuable natural resource, there, Santa. What the yeah. hell? But, but yeah, that's like half. Like that's more than half of what comes through our area in uh, in Missouri. Right. So, and uh, I mean, they're and it's important too. I mean, they're and they're always attacking coal. Like they're always oh, yeah. attacking. They're, they're right on the and, verge of uh, closing down every coal-fired power plant in the United States. Yeah, not, not over my limp wiener. But anyway, all right, we're gonna have to go ahead and take another ad break. Well, not another, but our first ad break, and we'll be right back. Hi everyone, are you tired of relying on our unstable food chain? If so, you're in luck. If you live in the greater southwest Missouri area, our new sponsor, Wilson Farms, can provide you with homegrown beef. Wilson Farms can provide you knowledge and confidence that your beef is ethically raised and harvested. For more info, call 417-838-2451 or you can call 417-838-5237 and let them know we sent you. All right, and we're back um, after a very interesting break we just had. So, Russ, so we kind of want to get into some, some of the more uh, fine details. Fine details, almost. So, what do you think? Is, now, you can answer this, or you, you don't have to answer this, and you can tell us no, but what is probably the most sketchy situation you've been in at work? Okay, I was... I was working in a job center center of town. I'm not going to say where. But uh, we were all at, at lunch. There was three crews there. I had uh, three or four people working under me, and each of the other foreman had people under them. And we had this uh, transformer. It's, it's on a trailer. It's called a mobile sub. We had this transformer out of service at the actual substation. And uh, we were eating lunch. And uh, right in the middle of lunch, the thing exploded. Jesus. We were probably 30 foot away from it. Where are you eating lunch at? In his truck, probably. Well, we... <laughs> no, we were, we were sitting outside. Everybody was uh, right outside this uh, test trailer. Uh it was the test trailer was in between us and the uh, mobile sub. And, uh, all we heard was a series of three explosions. And I mean, they were deafening and we saw the front of this uh, mobile sub. There's fuses on the front of this sub. And after every explosion, one of those fuses would pop up mm. and, what what was really scary is on the other end of this trailer, the back end blew out of it, and this plasma ball, 
is probably six to eight foot in diameter comes out of this trailer and goes straight back about 20 foot and then just goes up in the air about 50 foot and just dissipates. That's so what, what is gonna a, ask what is a, like explain plasma ball. Pure energy. That's what I was see, gonna ask about. So you can like straight, you can straight up see it like. Yeah, I mean it, it was blue iridescent. Is it, it, is just like, like well, it's probably good you weren't at like a McDonald's a McDonald's drive through when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse that me, I asked for that mustard. was that was probably the sketchiest. <laughs> Could I get a huge plasma ball at the drive through attendant? <laughs> oh my but god, it was crazy. Yeah, drive through attendant vaporized. <laughs> by a plasma ball. Have you seen? Have you seen that meme where it's like? The one dude is standing there, like pointing at the other dude, and the other dude's just like vaporizing, and it's like, oh me. yeah, <laughs> it's like my three fifty seven Magnum, and it's like the Wendy's employee who forgot my barbecue sauce. Yeah, I saw, I saw one where is uh, uh, if you watch Gar, if you ever seen Guardians of the Galaxy, that the end when uh, he holds the like one of the Infinity Stones in his hand, <laughs> and the meme was uh, uh, me when I hit when I hand when uh, or somebody with uh, uh sensitive skin when i hand him a neutron star <laughs> and then he starts like vaporizing God, what? <laughs> okay so <clears throat> what caused the explosion russ do you, is that a it was public a, it was knowledge a, is that something it was a share? faulty piece of equipment inside <clears throat> the mobile sub uh it just decided to give it up and once one thing goes it just cascades and then everything just goes so obviously so was there any I'm guessing there was nobody hurt. Luckily. Nobody was hurt, luckily. If it was 10 minutes later, we would have been off of uh, lunch mm -hmm. and back to work, and there was a breaker some people were working on right <clears throat> behind that trailer. Dang. If if that would have happened after we would have went back to work, we probably lost a couple of people. Jeez. How much money was that? all that worth? Of Approximately. Are you are you talking about the? Or I guess how much did it cost to replace it? Oh shoot, I I, I couldn't tell you, but it, it's probably I'm I'm just guessing one hundred fifty thousand. That that's that's probably low balling it. That ain't cheap. Um. Okay, so we got the explosion story. So Jacob had mentioned something about a tape story. A what? <laughs> Getting taped down oh, in a chair. Yeah. That was. <clears throat> Okay, this was before I was, I, I was in the uh, electrical storeroom. Mm -hmm. That's where I was working, and uh, we had pretty good uh, relations with the linemen that uh, we got parts for. Mm -hmm. and well, I was uh, one morning. I was inside the storeroom on the other side of the counter, and we have a. a an overhead door next to the counter to where we can roll out all of their uh, parts and everything on carts, open that door, roll it out there. Well, these, these doors had little windows in them about face high. You could see out there onto the dock. Well, it just so happens this morning that uh, I'm talking about, Somebody had opened the door up about a foot, mm -hmm. and there was an air gap under there. Okay. Well, these linemen started walking past them windows, 
and they'd look through those windows and they'd start talking trash. <laughs> and you could hear them, you oh, know. We man. so we started talking back back and forth. And uh we'd done this for a few minutes, and then all of a sudden I find find myself on my back getting drug underneath that door. Oh shit. <laughs> and there's a there's a line crew out there. There's five of them. They had me by the feet, dragging me up underneath that door, and they all grabbed me. Well, about that time, everybody else out there on the dock had left. They'd gotten their trucks and left. So this crew's got me. <laughs> They're dragging me out out in into the middle of the dock. Okay, they find this hardback chair made out of metal. Oh, God. They sent me down in, and I'm fighting, <laughs> trying to get away. Well, there's three of them that's got me, setting me down in this chair. And the foreman of this crew is telling these guys, okay, get him, do this, do this, do this. And one guy goes and gets a roll of duct tape, actually gets two rolls of duct tape. And they duct tape me to that chair. My legs duct tape to the legs of the chair. My, my middle section to the back of the chair and my hands behind the chair duct tape. I am duct taped to this chair. And they said, okay, let's go. And they leave. <laughs> they jump That's in their truck and violation. leave. And there's no one out there. I'm alone by myself on this dock. And I'm, I start hollering, help. And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, help. And there's no one coming around. Finally, the storeroom door opens, and it's my foreman in the storeroom. He walks out there. He's kind of walking around. He doesn't even know I'm there. And I said, hey. And he looks over there. I said, come and help me. And he just turns around and walks back in. Oh, Walk, God. Walks back into the storeroom. He's probably thinking And he's I'm seen out there something. by myself again. Okay. It's it's a couple minutes later. That door opens again, and everybody that worked in the storeroom walks out there and just lines up and just stare. You know, they're looking at me laughing. <laughs> I said, like, come over here. <laughs> well, they finally, after about 10 minutes of them laughing and everything mm. they finally come and let me loose mm. so how long do you think you were i was the out there for almost an hour wow oh gosh <laughs> i'll never forget sounds that. like a sitcom oh it episode. was it was Damn. oh man <laughs> <laughs> what else anything else that comes to mind you think uh, the listeners would like to hear there's one that comes to my mind i don't know if you want to tell the story or not but what about the warehouse guys that uh they said they were gonna paint a party oh my god you want to tell that or do you not want to yeah i can tell that one well, i first started in the storeroom i was uh over working in where they uh issued transformers and poles and everything and i was one of two people that worked there and uh i was probably there for about a month and uh 
I said something. I can't remember what I said to one of these linemen. He goes, Well, if you don't watch your mouth, we're gonna we're gonna paint you. And I said, Paint me. I said, You're gonna have to you're gonna have to catch me first. Well, what they meant by painting you is after a lineman tops out from an apprentice up to a lineman, mm-hmm. what they do is they a bunch of of uh, linemen get together and get them and 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 uh, depants them, and they get this uh, this uh, dye, and they paint the crotch blue. You got blue balls, <laughs> blue and, balls to another. And level, then after man. they get that done, well, they just let it go, and it you you, you can't just wash this stuff off. You got to wear it off. Well, they, they threatened me. <laughs> well, if, if, uh, we're, we're going to paint you, boy. There's a, there's a <laughs> lot of different ways you can wear that paint but, off. <laughs> but they threatened me. They said, hey, we're, if you don't watch your mouth, we're going to paint you. No, no, you're not. No, Well, that's all it took. You don't say no to a lineman. And that's, that's no lie. Well, they started chasing me around the, the yard. And I... And I got away from them. And then, uh, uh, let's see, they they are tenacious. Mm-hmm. They will not give up. They chased me all around that pole yard. They were in line trucks chasing me around. They they were chasing me on foot. I was ducking in between the transformers, little pole mount transformers and stuff. They couldn't catch me. Well, I was going back down towards the storeroom where I, uh, where the office was and right in, right inside the, uh, building was the forklift. So, uh, I jumped in that forklift and I locked the doors and all them linemen come gathering around and I reached down and I was going to get out of there. I reached down and tried to start that forklift with keys are gone. Oh. And one of them linemen, they got up next to that window and they the, went, the they dangled the keys. <laughs> and I said, all right, boys, that's all. <laughs> so have at it. I said, well, you're no fun. They all turned around and left. <laughs> they were in it for the chase. <laughs> they were. They were. That's kind of I don't know. That story makes me think, you know, like, feel a little rapey. Honestly, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like, when did this? Would, like, I want to get your crotch, they, little boy. Come here. Well, I mean, me. when did this happen? Like, what year? <laughs> that's kind of. That's kind of rapey. Year, I'm not gonna this lie. Was back in 19, probably 1990. 19. About okay. 1990. Because I don't think that would fly today. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, it probably does, but. <laughs> I just want to know what like would happen if you go up, like if you just drive by a bunch of them and you're just like, I'm going to paint you <laughs> and see what they They'd do. They probably try to fight you. Yeah. Oh, Start they, running. They, they would. They, they would go probably... up into the mountains and turn into Rambo. Well, <laughs> Russ, uh, <laughs> I want, before we, That's funny. before we start in on closing this thing out, I want to ask you your advice on anybody that, would be interested in this line of work that you're in uh, working on substations and stuff. What would going back, what would you like to know before you got into it? Well, the, the name of the game is safety. That's all there is to it. I mean, if, if you, you can't, uh, there's certain procedures to do everything mm-hmm. with electricity. If you, uh, uh, 
get away from that, you're going to get hurt. So if, if you want to get into this stuff, be safe, think safe constantly because, uh, this stuff is unforgiving because I, 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 I did have a, uh, uh, a guy I worked with, uh, at my previous job, right after I left, he got into some, uh, high voltage stuff and it took his arms off. So, and he wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knew his stuff, but he just wasn't paying attention. And, uh, it ended up, I mean, he, he's lucky to be alive, but, uh, he's, change forever i mean that that can i mean somebody who's too confident is could be just as dangerous as somebody who doesn't know what they're doing yes that's a good point that's a good point i mean i mean you you can get so complacent you know hey they do this every day you know Mm -hmm. the same stuff every day one time you 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 just let your guard off it's gonna get you well Russ, we thank you for everything you do for the people of America. America, we thank you. America thanks you. Thank you. I am America, so I thank you. <laughs> I am 1776. <laughs> no, but... I am science. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> no, but I don't know. Speaking for everybody here in the country, thank you for working behind the scenes. You guys are the people that not everybody recognizes and not enough people look up to, and we thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Um, and thank you for saying something. You're welcome, Russ. A lot, a lot of the guys I work with, they they don't expect much, and you know, a little bit of praise here and there goes a long way. Um, J Dub, do you have anything? Any last questions? Anything you want to leave the audience with? Uh, World Economic Forum. Yeah, thinking. <laughs> World Economic Forum can suck my taint. Yes. Quoted me. It's okay. I say a lot worse stuff on this podcast uh, than that. Yeah. Uh, this episode probably isn't going to be out. It's going to be over already, but fly eagles fly. And that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Jacob, uh, any last things you want to part with? Oh, nothing too much. Just get outside, do something with your life. Don't be a sack of potatoes on the couch nothing ain't worth it ain't worth doing that just get outside and do something get a fucking hobby not enough people these days have a hobby yeah seriously <laughs> like, give your balls a tug and yeah get out that there. should not be your hobby is but giving your balls a tug <laughs> that's your hobby man then. that's I'm the only sorry. way to wear the paint off you know <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting you're wasting russ's hard-earned electricity if you're just spending your time you're wasting oxygen <laughs> tugging your nuts all day <laughs> But anyway, guys, Russ, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Um, Guys, thanks for listening. As always, you know, go outside, touch grass. Uh, As Carson would say, eat ass. And we'll see you all in the next one.